0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au Well, hello again. Simon didn't tell me I was going to be up earlier, so (laughs) it's always uh, interesting when such things are thrown on you, but that's okay. We're a family and... uh, We're here and we can support each other, so it's good to be supported by you. Uh, This morning, I want to start by talking about dancing. Now, dancing is something which sometimes fills me with a little bit of worry. Um, I'm not the best dancer, but um, that's okay because we're not all, you know, the best dancers um, and we don't all like it necessarily, but... I can promise you I'm not about to start, get you all up and dancing. So, you can be, you know, just put your mind at ease about that. Um, I know I do some quirky things sometimes but not quite that far. Um, I, a couple of weeks ago I was listening to the radio and heard an interview about dance and I was like, you know, tune the ear because uh, it was interesting because it was talking about how that we all have dance within us. Um, that uh, particularly babies are uh, just naturally move. Now, some of you have got little ones and I'm sure you've seen little ones that when there's a bit of a tune going, they can really get their little groove going um, and it's really quite amusing often to watch them. Um, I've been involved in mainly music uh, not this year but previously for many, many years and watching little ones dancing at mainly music is one of those treasures that uh, it's really lovely. Um, But I just have to confess that Also, when you're particularly leading up the front, because you get to see everybody dancing, it's not just the kids I enjoy watching, (laughs) quite often, the the caregivers whether they're the grandparents or or the the parents or or someone else that's with their children that it's um, when people are not worried about what's being observed around them um, and what they're doing, they can just really enjoy dance. So yeah. Anyway, recently uh, the Horsham Primary School put on a junior school concert. Um, some of you have kids there, and so you've um, you you got the privilege of um, sitting through each of the uh, the grades as they came up and put on a dance. So my son Oliver, that you just saw up here, he is uh, a, a part of the the junior part of the junior school concert because he's in grade two. So he got to. Um, be in a performance that was to a song called Move It. So, just a bit of context for those that don't know. Uh, Move It's from a, a, play, uh, a movie called Madagascar. Uh, there's a character in there called King Julian that does a bit of a groove uh, in number. So, I got some photos, so I thought I'd show you what I'm talking about for Oliver, because he was King Julian. Well, little did I know that my son has a few moves, okay? <laughs> now, I hadn't really seen Ollie dancing like this before, but but uh, he gave us a little demonstration at home a couple of weeks before, and I was, my eyes were like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, he really does love dancing. So, he got to uh, freestyle dance uh, within this Move It song, and had an absolute ball, and everyone else did as well, and they were cheering and yelling, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's going to take Ollie quite some time to come down from that uh that particular experience and and uh I mentioned to him this morning that I was going to show a photo up there and he's like oh can I come and do the dance <laughs> No Ollie <laughs> that's taking it a step too far no one will remember anything I've said <laughs> you'll just remember Ollie grooving it so yeah but you know if you feel like asking him he may put on a little show for you who knows uh but yeah so you never really know who's got the, the talent for moving until they're given an opportunity. But uh, but we're going to talk about a different kind of dance today. So uh, hold in there as, uh, as we jump into looking at some different things and, and we will come back to talking about dance. So we're actually looking at um, a name of God, the name of God, the Son of God today. And um, in the New Testament there is lots and lots of references to the Son of God. Um, In fact, Jesus didn't really, maybe once or twice, he referred to himself or talked about the Son of God um, as himself. But predominantly it wasn't a title that he used for himself. It was that others used um, for him, around him. So we're going to have a look now and see. So if you've got your, your app, get that up. If you've got your Bible, get that up. Otherwise, if you want to read it on the screen, you can have a look up at the screen. So we're going to jump around in different passages and just see what does it tell us in the Bible about the Son of God? What does it tell us? What revelation does it give uh, about Jesus, about God? And um, yeah, so let's have a look. So Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, is the first one that we're, we're having a look at. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus has been uh, led into the desert um, and he's tempted by, by the devil. So he was led in the desert by the spirit and tempted by the devil. And the devil says, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Now, of course, Jesus doesn't do that, but he doesn't do it because, not because he's not the son of God. He he doesn't um, he doesn't do that because it's the devil trying to tempt him, and he he holds for holds um, strong against those temptations. But it's the devil himself you, that calls him son of God. The next one is Matthew chapter eight. So in Matthew chapter eight, again it's a demon possessed uh, men that's there, they're they're um, meeting Jesus, and they say to Jesus. What do you want with us, Son of God? What do you want with us, Son of God? So, you know, it's, it's quite um, clear that he uh, is referred to as Son of God for, from those two ones. Let's, let's keep going. The next one is Matthew 14, verse 32 to 33. So in this one, you've got Jesus coming out on the water towards the boat where the disciples are. And he's walking on the water to them. And then Peter's like, oh, you know, so excited that Peter gets. And he kind of jumps in and oh, Jesus. And then he falls. And then he, anyway, eventually get they all get into the boat together. And they say, Truly, you are the Son of God. Truly you are the Son of God. So the disciples are starting to ting, 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 work out what's going on here with this, this man, this Jesus. Let's have a look at another one. This one's in Luke chapter 1, verse 35. So this is right, we rewind a little back to before Jesus was born and an angel is talking to Mary that she's going to conceive with the Holy Spirit and the Holy One will be, be born called the Son of God, the Son of God. Do you know this concept of Son of God is used heaps by Paul when he's writing all these letters to all the early churches? And um, there's one here in Galatians, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ and no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So there's lots and lots of different ones. We've got one more we're having a look at and that is, uh, at the moment, Mark chapter 15. Verse 33 to 39. So this particular one is when Jesus is up on the cross. He's been crucified on the cross. And we're going to pick up from verse 33. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabathini, which means my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a, sponge with, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes down to take him. He said, to take him down. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, bottom and when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus, saw how he died. He said, surely this man was the son of God. So the centurion, the guard who was on duty, saw how Jesus died. He knew straight away that this man was the son of God. He identified the truth that he was human, yes, And Damien spoke last week about son of man, very human, very human, human emotions, human, and that also he is the son of God. The sacred was right there in his presence, suffering as a human. Last week, I'm sure a number of you got to go to Carol's by Candlelight and the weather held off, yeah. That was really good. In fact, it was just a fantastic night. There was lots of different performances and carols to join in with and, yeah, it was just a really good night. The favourite one for me and probably for my family because we've been singing it all week, um, but that's okay because it's a, a lovely song and a really important song. The favourite one for me was from the four men that sang, the young men um, that sang together together. First of all, you know, just fantastic harmonies, shall I say, um, and the words, just really good. They sang "Mary, Did You Know" by the Pentatonics. The Pentatonics have just managed to put together some words and a tune that just resonates. And um, and I just wanted to, uh, no, I'm not singing it, so you don't get dance and you don't get song this morning. Sorry, um, we're not singing it, but I did want to read to you these words. So. I'll just put them up on the screen. Sorry they're a bit small, but I wanted to kind of get them all there. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? That sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Great I am. Just such an amazing concept that this baby boy, this human being, is also the great I am. You may remember that Simon first mentioned the I am. I am who I am, says God in Exodus. I am who I am. And I am is a title for God. It's a title for God. Do you know right from the beginning from creation, it was God as a complete package. We use the term Trinity um, to say Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Right from the beginning in Genesis one twenty-seven, in the message translation, it said God spoke. Let us make human beings in our image. Make them reflecting our nature. So right from the beginning, there was, it wasn't just a single entity. It was three in one, three in one. And we're going to just explore that a little bit more. <laughs> Whenever I think of the Trinity... Uh, I've been indoctrinated with Colin Buchanan, so I apologise for those that have tried to put this one out of their, their head for, for many, many years. But, um, but there's this Trinity rap that Colin does. I can't say it's his best number, um, but it sticks, it sticks. And, uh, and even I was just mentioning the Trinity to Abby this morning and she burst into singing this <laughs> rap, which is, it's a funny one. I think Colin was wrestling with how do I, you know, he really wants to have this, this concept, this really important thing. But how do you communicate this, particularly to kids, when, hey, well, let's be honest, you know, as adults, we can't really get our minds around it. Anyway, what what he says, he says um, that when you when you consider the three, your mind is drawn to the one. And when you consider the one, your mind is drawn to the three. For me, that helps. That helps. So I thought I'd just throw it out there. If it helps you, great. Because it's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all one, one God. So how does God relate uh, within that three? And how do we relate to the three? Or do we relate to the one? Uh, we're talking about Son of God and so my head naturally goes to the three. You start with one and you're drawn to the three because I can't separate Son of God from, you know, being Jesus, Father, Holy Spirit that are all God. So I had to go that way so you're all coming with me. (laughs) So I've shown um, a particular, particular painting to you before early last year but It helps me understand, so I'm sharing it with you again with a bit of a different different angle. So, this particular painting um, is from 15th century uh, Russian art and it has Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So, they're all sitting around a table and there's an empty side um, on the side that we're looking at. So... There's a lot of when you really have a look at this painting. There's a lot of interaction that's happening between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It, they're equal, equal, and there's it's not closed. It's very much an open table. So this is this. I found this in a book um, by a guy called Richard Raw, and it's called the Divine Dance. <laughs> there's that word again, dance. Um, so he notes that. Um, there's a little square on the, the front of the table that you may be able to see in that painting. And he's done some research in that and says that there's actually remnants of glue on the painting of where there used to be a mirror stuck um, on that, that square. And so when you would look at this painting you would see Father, Son, Holy Spirit and yourself. So this painting is an invitation. It's an invitation to relationship. We are invited into the sacred. So we have Jesus who, human, yes, but son of God, yes. It's not an either or, it's a both. And as son of God and father, Holy Spirit, they're they're available. It's open arms. It's a relationship that's not closed between the three of them. It's a relationship that's open to every single person here. The relationship that Father, Son and Holy Spirit have is love. It's the best kind of love ever and um, it's the kind of love that um, because God has love for us, the reason he has that love for us is because he is, he is love. He is love. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, are love. And it's the that very essence of who God is as love that pours out the invitation. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, invitation to you, is love. You know, part of the overflow, part of this love overflow is our world is creation is us as part of that creation God's love I just I don't know for me I kind of see an oozing I just see a you know a just a continue overflow overflow of love in just so many different ways that God expresses that love and when I say God Father Son Holy Spirit expresses that love so as I said, creation. So for me, I wanted to put up a couple of images. Now these are just ones I've chosen. But for you, when you think of creation, you will have your own idea of the thing that you see in creation that you just makes you smile, that just makes you think, why? Wow, wow, they're so amazing, like how did God create that? And sometimes why did he create that except just because I love to look at it. So whether it's flowers or even like the pebbles on the beach, you know, like you've got to go to certain spots to get pebbles on the beach but it's just amazing the 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 difference in the pebbles as you pick them up and look at them and just see how the, they've been tossed around in the ocean and yet they come out and they're just so beautiful. Well, maybe that's my perspective. You might have something else that you look at that thinks so beautiful but it's those kind of things that just just... Speak God's love to me. And you're probably thinking of what it is that speaks God's love to you. Or it might be if you're going through a rainforest and there's a fern and, you know, just how it unravels and just each of the individual fronds and the, the way that it happens and it's just just perfection. It's just beautiful. Sometimes things are not Beautiful. And that's because we live in a sinful world. So unfortunately we don't always see things in the perfection that God wants us to live in and be in and be experiencing God's love. Part of, part of the, that expression of love that God has for us is that he has uh, given us the opportunity of spending eternity with him now, when I was small, I don't know what your image is, but when I was younger and people started talking about eternal life, eternity, heaven, I, in my head would pop this um, this city up on the cloud and it was all gold and there were no trees. I don't know why, but that's that's my image. No trees, no animals, no, no flowers, just really stark um, um, stone that was gold and and little um, buildings everywhere. <laughs> that was mine. That was my image. I'm not sure what it was that you used to think of what heaven is and whether that's changed for you as you've got older um, to think, well, what is heaven? What is heaven now? I'm still working that out, to be honest, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, but I've I've kind of changed from that very stark gold paved road picture and and now mine's filled with um, creation. So mine has like, my I believe that there will be waterfalls and trees and flowers and just all the good things that God creates for us, that it's, 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 it's going to be a place that is perfect, yes, but a lot of that perfection is already here. And for me, I start seeing heaven now. I believe that heaven's kind of started. Yeah, it's not perfect, but, it, but it's kind of already started. So when we have that wonderful moment watching a baby start to take their first steps, just in a conversation with someone else or when we're out on a walk somewhere, when we see something and we just it just fills us with that overflowing sense of love. I think that's part of heaven now. But I know we all have different ideas about that and it's okay. It's okay to have different ideas. Don't, don't be alarmed if you're like, that's, that's not what I think. But I do want you to understand that the opportunity for relationship, the opportunity for experiencing uh, the sacred now is very, very real and is available to every single person to be able to experience God's love, for it to be transforming in us now, it's right there and it's, and it's very, very real. You know, there's, there is pain, there is sorrow, sadness, brokenness. There are things that I, I can't do that I want to be able to do for here and now. There's sickness that comes. There's, there's things that happen that are just not going to be part of the eternal picture. But they are a part of us now. But God has already overcome it. He has overcome it through his son, through the son of God. He's already here. He's already wanting us to enjoy all of that love, all of that pleasure. It's Father, Son and Holy Spirit with their arms open wide inviting you to a dance, inviting you to join in their divine dance, their eternal dance. It's a dance that is one of love. It's an overflowing love that is coming out and nobody's watching, so it's just you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, just in perfect harmony with each other and enjoying the divine dance being able to move into places that they can take you, to dance in those places, to have joy. You can't dance without joy. You have joy flowing through you from Father, Son, Holy Spirit because that's who he, that's who he is. And that's who he's created us to be. So as we are filled with that joy and we are in dance with Father, Son, Holy Spirit, it's natural that that then overflows to others who are observing us. Now, sometimes it's a little freaky to think someone's watching you dancing, isn't it? But this is okay because this is the divine dance. This is the divine dance. This is a dance of joy and love that as we participate with Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that we are able to ooze that joy and love out to others and invite all into the divine dance. So it's because of that relationship that we can step into that place.